Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio. If you're watching this or listening to this, I should say, on YouTube, you just heard Blind Man Drive-In, or if you're listening on Spotify on our Big Daily Blend Show with Joey Stuckey, uh, that was Blind Man Driving by Joey Stuckey. He is the official music ambassador for Macon, Georgia, which is known as the Southern mm -hmm. Rock Capital of the World. He's an award-winning blind guitarist, a songwriter, a singer, a composer, a producer, radio and TV personality, music columnist, educator, and sound engineer. And he's an overall amazing human being, an amazing musician. And we've had him on our show over the last few years, and we're so excited to have him be part of our new a Big Daily Blend podcast that is exclusively on Spotify, but also be back on the show today. But we're going to kind of catch up with him for what's going on in 2023 but also talk about accessible audio technology for the blind. So welcome back, Joey. How are you? Um, I'm fantastic. Anytime I get to spend a little time with you and Nancy, it's a, it's a good day. Well, you know what? We always okay. behave when you're on the show. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, you put that in air quotes, I I, you know, we, yeah, you know, we're just having a good time, but hey, listen, uh, uh, joeystuckey.com, by the way, is the website for Joey. Got to check it out. Joey, um, last time you were on the show, you were about to head off to the Grammy Awards. Yeah. Um, it, you know, from what I saw um, on following you on Facebook, um, you had a ball. In fact, did you land a plane? What happened there? You were, I know yeah. you're a blind man <laughs> driving a car, but next thing you know, Joey's on the plane going, you know. It, you We're know, gonna it, land everybody, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I am so thankful um, that I have a weird life. It, it's always been sort of strange, but you know, I, I've never met a stranger, and um, I didn't do anything, you know, particularly uh, noteworthy. I wasn't like singing on the plane or anything like that, but I was just sort of, um, you know, talking to people as I do, and, and uh, talking to the flight attendants and everything, and. Um, they said, uh, hey, you want to make the final announcement on the plane that we're landing? I was like, sure. So cool. I, I got up, walked up there and said, and did my thing. And my wife videoed it. So it's on my YouTube channel. Um, oh, and uh, it, it just, it, it was just so much fun. I mean, I, I love these cool experiences like that. And that's something I've never really thought of doing. I mean, it, it would mm -hmm. never have occurred to me uh, that I'd be doing that. But, but it's amazing how many interesting experiences I've had over the years. And, mm -hmm. and just by being just by just sort of being who I am and, and doing my, I mean, I've, I've had, um, I got to hold a, a baby penguin, uh, which I oh. think is pr pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So just a lot of really cool adventures. Got kissed in the face by a sea lion. It was pretty, pretty amazing. A lot of whiskers well, on the sea lion. Listen, so, Nancy found out about a giant penguin the other day. We were talking about it on the show. Yeah. Penguin? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's it's prehistoric. Oh, is it, is it, so it's there, not a lie. No, no, it's you prehistoric. But they found that they only just recently found the bones, How and they said this is um this is what people got me. They said one was the size of Shaq O'Neal. It's a foot, foot size, like so many feet and inches or weight. They just said it was the size of Shaq O'Neal. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, what well, they're one of my favorite animals, I must tell you. So um, yeah. I collect, them, you... 
I collect little penguins, uh, like stuff. But how would you like? To, would you like to meet like a over six foot tall one? I mean, as long as they're not hungry, I guess it'd be fine. Why, why do they call called nuns penguins? Because, because of the black and, and white. The black Man, and white. Yeah, I'm outfit. blind, and I know that. <laughs> yeah, you see that? I could tell you some nun jokes, but I'll behave because it's Sunday. Oh, uh, nonsense. You're whoa. Nonsense. Come on, come on. This but, is but, but, but this is cool, Joey. I mean, I think that it's it's your attitude in life that you know is uh so exciting. You know, it's that you have this just positive outlook. And I know life is not always easy, right? And right. for anybody. Right. Um, but you know, you just keep going forward. And I know on previous shows you've talked about really um it, your parents really kind of got you onto that that positive move forward right yeah i mean so as a really sick child I, the reason i'm blind is a brain tumor um that happened when i was about 18 months old removed when i was about two months old i mean two to 18 wow. months, two years old i'm sorry I get my months mm -hmm. and my my years straightened out here so yeah 18 months old they discovered it uh, at two years old they were removing it and um you know there's a lot of trauma that came from that um you know, a lot of a lot of illnesses and, and compared to the kind of technology we have today, um, you know, it was a very difficult procedure. And they told my mm -hmm. parents that, well, the first doctor said, well, we'll do the surgery, but he's going to die. And my dad's like, okay, you're not doing the surgery. Yeah, <laughs> like, no kidding. Uh, Jeez, he's like, I, nice want somebody with, I want someone else that with a little bit better attitude. So, yeah. Um, so then, then they did go to another doctor. And, they, and, the, and this doctor said, well, look, the truth is that this is going to be about an eight hour surgery and mm. it is uh you know it it, it it he may not survive and if he does survive he may not walk or talk and uh but but you know we have to do the surgery because if we don't he will die that we know for sure mm. that if we don't do the surgery death is coming quick so um but my parents you know did a lot of wonderful things uh, this is before self-help books were like a thing, you know, so I, I, I give them so mm -hmm. much credit because it like the self-help positive mental attitude was not in the zeitgeist because it's today. And um, mm -hmm. so they, uh, anyway, they, they did a lot of wonderful things. They, they taught me how to entertain myself. And honestly, really what I do for a living is entertain myself and it happens to entertain other people and I get paid for that. So, so, so I mean, really, really I'm entertaining That's myself, cool. but they, they taught me to focus on affirmational things rather than traumatic things. Like, like the best example of that, to give you a brief story, I could talk about this forever, but uh, you know, the day that we took my brain tumor out was September 29th. And mm -hmm. so my parents, is, instead of getting nervous and, you know, when you've had a traumatic event in your life, you know, and you remember the anniversary of that traumatic event where you almost, you know, you could look at it as this the day you almost died. But they mm -hmm. said, no, this is the day you beat the odds. Which, you know, right. you know it's a fairly powerful, it's subtle in a way, but it's a very powerful shift in mental attitude. Mm -hmm. And um, and so they said, no, we we celebrate this day instead of live in fear of this day. You know, so are there are there, you know, negative memories that come with it from the trauma? You know, I was in the I was in the ICU after the brain tumor for almost four months, you know. Um, it, it was very, very difficult. And I still have a lot of issues from the brain tumor even now. But anyway, the point is, I mean, it, it's 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 a subtle shift in a way, but it's a profound shift in thinking. So that's that's always been their attitude. And they've always taught me to acknowledge my limitations, but not define myself in terms of those limitations. So I think those are fairly mm -hmm. powerful ideas. 
you know, I think it's really, it's powerful because, you know, you, you, it's like set you up that you can't go backwards. You right. know what I mean? Right. It kind of is that left or right choice, you know, of yeah. your brain. Are you going to go negative or positive? Yeah. Because it's like you're set up that way. And if you make that turn, you made an obvious turn. Yeah. You and know, that's a good thing also for your parents to gauge if you do start to do that turn back. Right. 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 And to well, be able to go, hey, let's move forward. Well, and I'm, you know, I'm a realist. I mean, I mean, you know, um, I don't deny things are not difficult at times. Uh, because that would be mm. foolish. That would be that would yeah. be foolish. So I'm I'm not saying yeah. that one must maintain a positive attitude at all times. I think I think when something bad happens, you should acknowledge that. You should feel the way you feel, but then not live in that place of sadness or negativity. You can visit for a moment, but you got to get back up and keep moving forward and taking every blessing, every ounce of joy, every ounce of happiness, every every miracle. You know, I'm so fascinated by almost everything in the universe it, it, people people come mm. to great conversations but really i mean i'm just curious so i literally mm. am very curious about experiences i haven't had so the other day i was talking to a, a guy in the studio and we were recording a heavy metal and uh and i was just oh. chatting with him uh while the drummer was doing something i can't remember he was taking a break or something and uh I, he, it turns out he's a truck driver and uh, so I was very curious about that because I haven't had that experience. So I was asking, like, how long How long are you allowed to work? You know, what kind of license? Mm. How, how hard is it to get a license to, to drive? I think I call it like a CDL or something. You know, uh, do you have a, a, a bed, a little living room in your cab? Mm -hmm. Do you have a big extended yes. cab? And I was just, just, just interested. And he's like, well, why yeah. are you asking me all this stuff? And I'm like, I, I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's us. That's why we have a podcast. You know, it's yeah. like, right. we're in permanent college is like what we're saying. And we're having fun doing it, mm. you know, but you know, let's go to the, the studio because you are a producer at Shadow Sound Studio, everyone. And I think, com. you know, being a, oh.com, yeah, so you, you go, you go, <laughs> get it in there. <laughs> get um, it in there. He, he got right. it in there. Uh, right. Good aim, Joey. Thank um, you. Anyway, as a sound engineer, a lot of people, you've got photos of you, you know, with all these sound controls, the sea of buttons and knobs and, um, and I do tabs. I like knobs. Yeah. yeah, I know. Everybody likes yeah, to twirl a good knob a, once in a while. That's a great record album name. It the is. Knobs. I the have, knobs. I have a couple of great album names that I won't share with you now. I keep trying to put okay. them off on the other people. Uh, because oh, well. I feel like, I thought my reputation would take a hit if I name my albums on these titles. Okay, yeah, we... Good. See, this is, this is, yeah, every, well, anyway, I, I get like in trouble all the time. Well, we get in trouble because when we go to Asheville, North Carolina, we go hiking out with our friends, Karen and Steve oh. from the well, Light of the Rose Better Karen Breakfast. Karen and Steve sound like troublemakers. I can just They're, not, they're known yeah. as Mr. and Mrs. Wild because they're either yeah, chasing yeah. wildlife or musical wildlife. That's the two things they do while they run a bed and breakfast, right? So ah. it's like, so it's really cool. They're the ones we ran the bed and breakfast for them when they went away. Like they trusted See, us, like, you know. They're brave. They they're trusted us brave. to run it. But every time we're on the show, we talk about going, we went hiking with them. We went hiking, I think it was at Stewart's Knob or somebody's Knob. There's a bunch I'm of knobs. knobs on the Blue Ridge Highway, Parkway, excuse me, the Blue Ridge Parkway through the Appalachian Mountains, Blue Ridge Mountains, going to Smoky Mountain National Park, uh, Great yeah. Smokies. I mean, it's an amazing area. But half the hikes, you're walking on a knob. And I'm like, why nice. do we have like a trail of knobs? You know? <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, so that becomes but a topic digress. of conversation. And some people don't quite 
get the humor in this, but you know, anyway, um, speaking of the knobs, how do you, I mean, a lot of people go like, how can you be blind and know which knob to play with and to get good sound? Obviously your hearing is amazing. You're an incredible musician. So the hearing and all of that, I don't know. Did you hear me? Knock, knock, pull the knob, pull the hearing knob. But, um, but yeah, how, how do you get to being able to record and know, yeah, which knob to twirl? Yes, yeah, so push? that's a really good, that's a really good question. So it's interesting. I've had over my life, uh, especially when I was young, but not as much, not as much as, as a real adult, as a mature adult. I, I, I was an adult in my 20s, but I don't know that I was a mature one. Um, but, um, you know, as, as a real seasoned person. I don't really allow people in my life uh, that uh, are, 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 you know, negative or hostile, or I'm, I'm very mm. careful about who I embrace. Now, I'm friendly with everyone, but, uh, and I'm always cordial, even to people that I don't particularly like, but, uh, mm. but, I, but I am very careful who gets to be in the inner sanctum, as it were. And I think yeah. that's a really important thing to do. So the reason I'm telling you all that is because I've had that experience, especially as a child. Um, where people said, well, they, I basically was either too blind or not blind enough. So oh. they were, they would say, well, you're, you know, you're too limited. You can't do X. So therefore you're, you know, you're uh, physically disabled. Or they'd say, well, you can't possibly be blind because you, you handle it so well. Um, and, and, you know, that's just, oh. ludicrous. that's ludicrous. Um, mm. But um, to answer your question, I have. And there's one other way to put this. I have a natural affinity for what I do. It just mm. all makes sense. Mm-hmm. To me. You know, it, yeah. it's not, it's, I mean, I've worked hard at it. So don't get me wrong. I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears in what I do. But at the same time, to be proficient has not been a struggle in my mental acuity. So in other words, it makes sense to me how things are laid out. It makes sense to me how things are, are routed. My mind just naturally understands mm. that. Now, getting accessibility in a field that has become more sight-driven than it ever has been before with the computer mm. is mm. certainly a challenge and one that I work on every single day to combat. It's very difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but when it comes to the, the, the knobs and stuff, you know, that, that actual analog equipment, that tactile, you know, visceral, you know, physical thing is not hard for me to, to sort. Um, whereas what's on the computer screen is much more challenging. So when it comes to, you know, the, the, the physical gear, I simply memorize where everything is. And, you know, most of the times mm-hmm. I find that it's logically laid out, not always, but usually it's fairly logically laid out. And so once you gain the basic principles of how sound works and how these different electronic devices work, um, then, you know, you're usually good to go from, from unit to unit. Mm-hmm. But of course, you have to get everything. The thing is that every one of these companies wants to be unique. And right. so they do tend to want to lay things out differently. So if you buy an SSL product or you buy a Neve product, I mean, the way they're laid out is radically different, even though the functions may be similar. So there is some yeah. memorization to that. So I didn't mean to get too nerdy on you. But anyway, um, but to no, answer your yeah, question, I mean, that's, totally it, I just have it. a natural affinity for that sort of stuff. And, yeah, well, it's like a getting know. in a car as a driver, you know. Yeah. You can be blind and drive if you are on the street, you know, but, but maybe, maybe <laughs> I have maybe not had that experience. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, but you know, you know, you can tell, Gosh. um, as a, you know, there's things we do, which we, we know we were talking before we 
started recording about Nancy talking about her, you know, computer keyboard. They changed how things. That is nuts. They, the, the, and that's they have I, shifted, I don't get it. I yeah. don't get it. It's so and, and you know, annoying. And you know, it's funny too because I had a problem that I didn't realize what was going on for like three months because I had mm. I figured all the computer keyboards were the same. So I had two keyboards. Yeah. One where my assistant um, sits in the studio, which is far away from me, so that I can roll around behind all my controls and, and not nobody get in my way because I can't see you. So if you if you get in my way, if you're going to get run over, so mm. um, so they sit across the room, and um, so we had the exact same brand keyboard, exact same size, exact same layout. So I thought, but turns out that on one of our computers, uh, their their keyboard had a a function key and um and which is which is different than the context menu key. Uh, yeah. and if you don't use keyboards, I mean most people use mouses so they don't know these buttons at all. But they're usually to the right of the space bar. And they're usually one over from the alt key and the windows key. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I was trying to get to the context menu with the context menu key, which is the same thing as kind of like a right click basically. Um, even though it, it, you don't have, you know, you don't have to click it, but it's, it usually takes you to the same properties menu as the right. So I was having so much, I was like, I'm hitting the stupid button. Why isn't it working? And turn, kind of yeah. find out my keyboard didn't have that context menu. So I'm sitting well, there pushing the key, pushing the key, pushing the key, nothing's happening. And I went, so I had to steal because my sighted assistant can use the mouse and I can't. I had to steal their keyboard. Like, hey man, you got to take my keyboard, this crappy keyboard over here. <laughs> I wow, but it's amazing how one little thing can become such a big deal. Oh, it's crazy because everything blind do on the computer yeah. is all keyboard. So, well, and, you know, and when you're when thing. you're automatic, when you're typing yeah. and you've learned automatic, well, you got that muscle memory. Yeah. yeah, and all of a sudden, nothing works. Like my print screen button, I know, is a capital. You have to push the capital button. Right. Oh, I, was, right. I thought you were capital P. Yeah, the cap lock with yeah. the shift. Huh. Yeah, and I'm like... Yeah, my print screen button's above the uh, six-pack and the arrow keys. Yeah, it's supposed to be up in the function thing. You have a six-pack? Well, yes, it's I not... do. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. in my mind. Here's the deal. I think I'm trim and sexy until I put my hand on my stomach, and then... It all goes to hell. So I try no, to. No, no. That's just that's no, just being warm and cuddly. Well, you know, see, I I think the stomach has so. pain. Ooh, eighty pounds. How did you I do lost, that? Wow. Well, well, I, I will actually tell you the truth. I lost a hundred pounds during the pandemic, and when we've been on tour in the UK and then on tour in mm. Indiana and LA, Los Angeles, uh, I gained ten of it back. So, uh, but, but because we'll it. it's so hard when you, when you have no time in between events and you yeah. have to eat whatever's there, yep. then it's hard mm -hmm. to eat right. Yep. Yeah. Tell us about, we yeah. travel full time and we travel you know full what? time. It's we were, like, we were really good. We were, we were out, you know, we pets it as we travel so we can work and then we do our park stuff and we're in parks. Right. Nancy and I are like, you know, eating pretty like, well, no, because I eat gummy bears on the road, but. That's I can't you. help it. Not the ones with things in it, but um, because I have to drive. But well, gummy bears the, are, are for as far as junk food goes, they're pretty healthy. 
I think they're delicious and they make me chew and stay awake. But oh, um, boy. anyhow, anyhow, it's not good for me, whatever. But you know what? Just just not walking dogs and right yeah. now being snowed in and stuff. I did go out in the snow with the dogs and that was the shortest walk I've ever taken a dog on. But um, <laughs> honestly, you can feel it immediately if you're not doing. You can you it's it's immediate and and i don't like it because your body is already eating stuff that's more processed and oh, like yeah. i just as soon as we get to a new place i look at nancy i'm like dude we got to get some salad we need to have the greenery and she looks at me like no i don't want the salad but she well, has to does? have the salad you know, <laughs> you nobody, know she, i, she I don't think want of eating green. right you know how i think of eating I, I think of eating right is the same thing as taking medicine like i just mm. i just get it done um, yeah. I eat things I don't. I eat things I don't particularly care for. I mean, I like salads, but if you eat a salad every day for lunch, it gets kind of old. But I just force it. Down. Yeah. I just you know. But the one thing that I will say that really has been a godsend is, um, you know, the the diet, or if you want to call it, it's really more of a, a change in lifestyle than it is a diet. Mm. Uh, but it's called the twenty one day fix, mm. and really what it does is help you figure out. How many carbs, how many vegetables, how many fruits, how many proteins you could have a day to, to hit the, 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 mm. the targeted yeah. weight loss. And then it helps you understand portion control. Like how, how big, this is how much meat you should have. This is how they, you know, so it really helps. And the two things that have really helped me the most are um, cauliflower, rice, and pasta, because I love rice and pasta. So cauliflower, rice, and pasta. And then, uh, you know, wheat bread instead of like white bread and sourdough bread. Yeah. You eat that wheat bread. So it, it, it can be done, but it's a life, it's a, it's a life switch. But when you, yeah. the, only, the only problem is when you don't have the time to cook for yourself, which is really the best way to lose weight, things, even though you can portion control and stuff when you go out to eat, it, it, it just becomes worse. Yeah. It's, and it's you really can't, it, going out to eat and going to gain weight. Yeah. There's yeah. no it, way because yeah, because there's no way they're unless you they have a diet special or some, you know. Well, I yeah. thought, you know, I thought a couple of years ago I, I was eating like rice and, you know, I, I didn't really eat any sweets. I've never been. I mean, I like sweets, but I've, I've never really had an issue like, oh, I'm eating too many sweets. That's why I'm overweight. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I ate a lot of rice. And uh, mm -hmm. stuff like that, thinking, oh, it's, you know, this is pretty healthy. This is healthier than X. But in fact, there was a lot of calories. In that. Yeah. And, and so mm -hmm. that was a big, once I learned that, I was like, oh, God. and then, you know, I have so many, uh, I take about 30 pills a day, plus, plus, a, plus a shot every day, plus no. a, a, a cream, plus oh. two eye drops. Um, and then I have a shot that I take every six months. And then I get a full physical every three months. Oh my because, God! Really? Yeah. So what happens is the brain tumor did quite a number on my on my body. Yeah. And so wow. I don't make I won't go down the full rabbit hole, but I don't make adrenaline, for example. I have no adrenal function, so I have to replace oh. that with medication. And they have the best thing they can do is to um, the best thing they can do is to draw blood and try to see how much is in my bloodstream and try to manage it through that but ideally what would happen is you'd have a feedback loop of your brain would say hey you're tired you need more adrenaline and then your brain would say hey adrenal glands make more adrenaline and they would then you'd feel better i don't have any of that so mm -hmm. so mm. being i can actually get in trouble if i don't hydrate properly and rest properly i can go into adrenal shock and, and that could be the end of me so i have to be super mm -hmm. careful about stuff that by the same token uh i also refuse not to live the life i want which you know like i'm not going to be 
I'm not going to not do something I want to do because I have these issues. And and mm -hmm. the medicines I take, uh, none of them are therapeutic. Well, I guess one of them is, but none of them are therapeutic in the sense that that I'm treating a disease. They're all replacement dosages for things my body doesn't make. Mm -hmm. And so, okay. uh, and, you know, so that's that's complicated. And some of that medicine makes you gain weight a little bit. Uh, sure. Then, then plus, uh, you know. I'm I'm basically sitting in front of a mixing board and a computer all day long when I'm making records, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. that's pretty sedentary. So all those yeah. things together can and then not you know, and also being blind, you know, to a certain degree, I'm at the mercy of uh, of other other people in the sense that I can't hop in the car, go to the store, and get what I want. Now with Uber and Uber Eats and some of these things, now now it's become a little bit easier to get stuff that I want. Um, and, and, and to get a little bit some help for your options. But of course, that depends on what's around you and the mm -hmm. range of Uber Eats and DoorDash and all that stuff. So like when we were in LA, I, I thought I was going to be able to find all kind of healthy options. And that was a big surprise. that it, I could not find real healthy options like I thought I could. <laughs> oh, wow. It was shocking. Oh, wow. It was That's shocking. amazing. I don't know if it's yeah. just where we were in town or what the deal, but like all the restaurants oh. were like so, everything was so calorie heavy. It's like, oh my God. You know, even when you try really? to do, yeah, even like, so like they'll have a flat, they'll have like broccoli flatbread, but the flatbread's like, you know, so, so calorie heavy, you know, and, and, and you just can't. Like, so it's like, catering more to the gluten-free tribe than. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. That, yeah. I mean, the, you know, I, I mean, I guess some of those healthy options, but but then again, if you're trying to lose weight, um, just because you're eating healthy doesn't mean that you're eating things that are yeah. uh, the right thing to maintain weight. Well, so that, that's that's, oh, that's what happened to me when I was vegan. I went yeah. vegan for about a oh, year boy. plus because when I first got back to this country, I just, oh. everything, like if I <laughs> ate meat or whatever, my mouth would just freak out. Like, I, it, like it was like tingling, you know? Yeah. Hmm. And so it was a preservatives. And, and so I wasn't used to, so much food having preservatives because gotcha. i don't know in south africa we kind of lived a very whole kind of life i think the most that preserved stuff we actually ate was, was healthier because it was real realized. food right, yeah so right. i didn't realize and i i was born with all kinds of allergies and you know me all these too. issues nancy takes me to kenya two years you know a couple years you know, it was what a year and a half and then a few mm -hmm. weeks all my allergies went away i wasn't a they were all brat, gone but oh, i was still a brat and then, mm -hmm. so we come back to this country and I was sick. And so then I just went vegan just to kind of really cleanse my body. Mm. And also just out of environmental reasons um, for right. the environment. And I just thought, hey, it was cool. And I had some friends doing it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I tell you what, I, I did really, really good. I mean, I, I lost a ton of weight. My muscles were showing through and I, I mean I was doing good well then and I was mm -hmm. cooking my own food and everything and then I got lazy and found the frozen vegan food department mm -hmm. started eating that I started getting teeth issues my hair started falling out and oh, I went gosh. to hell in a handbasket yeah. and so I even talked to a dentist he's like well it's, this is an autoimmune thing I'm like what the hell is an autoimmune like I my mind went to music like that's what an auto <laughs> like what the, what's an autoimmune you know I mean yeah, this know, is like in the 90s 90s early you know y2k era yeah I'm like what we got y2k in my mouth I don't know what's <laughs> going on um There's a song but, and, and I still have a few teeth left by the way I'm not tooth well you know had some issues oh. but he was some teeth but went in through this whole thing and 
and I was really healthy, but going out because it's no dairy, no meat, right? right. None of that. And then it's I was trying to not healthy hydrogenated yeah. oil. So I remember going to our bands were playing. It was a, a, a um, okay. up in the mountains in San Diego and Julian, where we lived and remember at Bailey's and we had this big concert and the only thing I could order, of course, it's a barbecue place. So a vegan doesn't belong in the barbecue place. This is true. Um, no. And There's a song but the there only too. thing I know, I yeah. the only thing I could eat was a baked potato with vinegar on it, salt and yeah. pepper. Ew. Yeah, but Gross. you know what? I did. I actually, Gross. my taste buds changed. Yeah. You started to taste things a little bit differently, but the the people. I mean, now there's vegan restaurants and all this other stuff, but yeah, it's not people. I cannot be vegan on the road without like, it, it's it's you have. It has to be something you do at home. And I know we're pet sitting and everything, but to be that, to keep it healthy. Plus we're allergic, I'm allergic, we're allergic to fish uh, yeah. and, and now tree nuts. So it's like, okay, you can't eat peanuts for the rest of your life and eat beans for the rest of your life. Nancy's not happy whenever I do. I eat a lot of dried chickpeas and that kind of like- I love it. Out. I love this. You know, I, I tell you what, it's, it's helped me. I don't know if you can eat these or not. Um, with your allergies, but I've been eating lupini beans, and um, and they come. I've been ordering them off Amazon, and they come in like a flavors. You know, they're they're and they're al dente. They're kind of chewy. They're not cooked, but they're not dried. Um, they have moisture to them, and they come in like I don't know, salt and vinegar and rosemary or whatever. Ooh. And they a pack of those has very few calories, um, and it's better protein than than beef, um, and it's uh, oh. it's and it's something that my doctor uh, turned me on to. And uh, again, they come in these little pouches, so you can carry them with you wherever you want to go. You just tear them open and eat them out of the little pouch. Um, you know, there's only so much that you can stand a day, um, but they're a good snack to keep you feeling energized and not not add a whole bunch of calories. And yeah, I, not, I, I get them on yeah. Amazon. Um, so huh. uh, it, it's, I don't know how to spell it, but that's the, that's the way my the, they're pronouncing it, lupini. Now, whether we're saying that right. But, Did you say lupini. peeny? Lupini. Lupini. So you've got a blue peeny. Well, no, not blue. Not blue. Moist. blue, Lou. Lou. Lou peenies. Lou peenies. Okay. Lou. Sorry, sorry I'm like, just having. What kind of brain do you have? I have yeah, got one in the gutter, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, gutter. listen. I'm I don't know. That's up gutter. to everybody's mindset. But hey, let's go. Let's go. You know, we've, we're. Hey, listen. We should have a nutritionist on the show the way we're talking today. But mm. but going. But this is you know talking about caring for your health. But yeah. um so, And then understanding you know your your big sound station. You know yeah. the Shadow Sound Studio .com, Everybody. Thank you. Um. And you work with all these artists, but then when we look at. What's happening with AI? This is something we wanted to talk about on the show with you today is yeah. accessible uh, audio technology and just even AI. I mean, even like we were saying, a computer update can totally screw with everything for you. Um, yeah. You know, so let's talk about where are, because I know you do conferences. You you were just yeah. in, in London doing this too. That's right. Yeah, so, I, did, I did all the world. Yeah. Yeah. So where, I mean, with this kind of audio tech, accessible audio technology, is this for primarily musicians like yourself, or is this for anyone who's blind to be able to read, uh, see, uh, you know, see through audio is what I mean. But no, of course, you know, be able to cross the street. I mean, when you think about the beep, 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 that's going to yeah. be one of the first audio things for for blind people to be able to know whether or not to cross the street. That's going to be scary as hell. I don't care oh, it's, about it. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't. Scary. Listen, I don't. I don't depend on that system because sometimes it doesn't work, and sometimes it's too low to really hear. And you got traffic noises. So I, I, 
I am not as, as, as desperate as I am for independence. Uh, I also don't ever put myself in situations that are uh, potentially dangerous. I just, I just don't do it. Um, so, you know, so for, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say when it goes beep, 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 it's just telling you the light changed. Right. It doesn't, you favor. it doesn't tell you there's somebody speeding who just decided to run the red light. That's right. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of danger that now a lot of people that are blind that travel on their own, you know, have guide dogs, which also adds another piece to the puzzle. Um, I, when I was younger, um, I didn't want to get a guide dog. I, I, I don't, I honestly cannot tell you why I didn't want to. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was with that. When, when I say younger, I mean a teenager. Uh, I think, I think, I can't honestly remember what my reason was anymore, but my suspicion is that I wanted to be quote unquote normal and 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 interface as with as few uh, additional things as I could. Later in life, yeah. as I got older in my twenties, I had a dog that was not a trained guide dog, but was it just the sweetest, kindest, gentlest soul in the world, and mm. literally uh, would have. Hind herself to death if we bought another dog for business. And so I, I never got a guide dog for that reason. So, uh, but anyway, the point is, I mean, they're, they're amazing. They're truly amazing, but there's a lot of training that goes in, that's involved. Um, mm -hmm. They're only, you know, they can only work for about 10 years. Um, and, and so it's, it's a very complicated process, but it's, you know, at the moment, um, I don't find that necessary because I, I have a wife and I have some employees. And so, mm -hmm. For the moment, I'm good. But anyway, yeah. So to talk about, so I, I, I am, to the best of my knowledge, and the best of the knowledge of the people that I know, um, which is a lot of people, uh, I'm the first person to start screaming about AI for blind. And mm. um, this is a very complicated subject. So currently, first of all, to answer Lisa's question in this, my expertise is A, being blind, right? I've been doing it my whole life. Uh, and B, music and audio. So, um, you know, I, I did spend about seven months in a wheelchair. I got a metal hip and a metal shoulder and all this stuff comes from the brain tumor. Um, later in life, when I was in my, when I was in my late twenties, I had the metal, I had the hip replacement, spent time in a wheelchair. And then when I was in my, uh, my late thirties, early forties, I, um, had to have my shoulder replaced. And so it's the whole thing. But anyway, um, you know, I, I have a lot of experiences with different things, but my expertise and where I think I'm needed the most is audio technology for the blind and music or audio professional. So that's where I focus mm. my attention because I feel like I have something to contribute mm. there. Um, mm. So there are currently, uh, the way that accessibility works currently, now again, you know, we live in what I think of and what I call a screen-driven universe. Everything has a screen. Everything is about, you know, looking at a screen and interacting with that screen. You know, from 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 mm -hmm. your air from your airplane to uh, your, your Uber to your phone, your email, your mm -hmm. Zoom, all everything's so screened. And you know, so that's 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 kind of a challenge for a blind person. If there's physical controls, the function of which do not change, then the blind person's you know, if they have a decent memory, is good to go. But if, mm -hmm. if everything's screen driven and you have to be able to click an image or touch an image, that is much more difficult to conquer. So right now, the way we, we get around that is through something called, uh, well, two things. 
You have something called a screen reader. There's several flavors of those. I won't bore you with that. Uh, but then you have something called a script. And so the way it works with the computer is you've got the operating system of the computer. We call that the OS. So the operating system of the computer. Then you have the third-party program that does some function. So your music software, your email, whatever. And in between those two things, you have to place this thing called a screen reader that mm. theoretically can make sense of the text on the screen. Uh, and, and of course, it can't make sense of pictures or graphics in any way. So then you have to add another piece of the puzzle called a script. And typically the way the script works is you break the screen up into zones and you tell the computer, hey, when you, in this specific program, right? Uh, so in, in your email, for example, you'll say, okay, in this specific program, the upper right-hand corner, uh, you'll find the forward button. The upper left-hand corner, you'll find the send button. The bottom mm -hmm. left-hand corner, you'll find the delete button. So you tell the, tell the screen reader where those things are from the script, but the problem is the script can be fooled by screen color and screen resolution. So if you have, uh, if, you wow. have uh, if you have like 19, what is it, 1920 by 1080, or whatever, mm -hmm. I think it's 19, actually it's 1926. So 1926 by 1080, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. If you have a, a smaller screen resolution, now the real estate on the screen is taking up a different place, um, you know, uh, uh, sort of wow. geographically. If you will. So the wow. problem with scripts, I mean, I'm grateful for them, don't get me wrong, but the problem with scripts are there are very few people developing them. And most of the people mm -hmm. developing them are blind people who are not getting paid to develop and every time the program that you're trying to script for updates, it breaks the accessibility. Oh. So this is a very inefficient way mm -hmm. to make things happen. So the next choice we have is something called haptics. And haptics, for some reason, is not super popular, but should be. Um, we have haptics in everything. So when your phone vibrates, that's a haptic. So when your phone vibrates, when you put it on silent mode, and your phone vibrates when you get a text message, um, that's a haptic. That's a tactile uh, way of interfacing with the, the device. So, um, you know, one of the things that I was part of back in 2016 was this thing called the haptic wave, which was a fader, um, a slider, if you will, that was in this little wood. It was not super expensive to make. It was in a little wooden box, and you would move the slider or the fader, or it's kind of like a handle, I guess you could say move it from left to right, so it had an X and a Y axis. As you moved it from left to right, another fader that was smaller on top of that fader moving from left to right would go up and down. And what it was trying to show you is, if you've ever looked at a waveform of audio, there mm -hmm. are peaks and troughs. So there, there are the right. low points yeah. of the sound, there are the high points of the sound. So it's showing you dynamic range. Mm -hmm. So you can see that with your eyes quite easily and go and grab click that and manipulate that very easily. Well, the blind person has, can't do it that way. We have to do our process so we have to listen through to find those places. And that's so it takes about triple the amount of time as a sighted yeah. So the haptic wave was like, hey, how about we move this thing from left to right through the waveform? And as it, as it goes uh, uh, from left to right, this other little fader will bounce up and down and show you the peaks and troughs of the waveform oh. so that you can kind of navigate. Anyway, it was an amazing product. I was a big part of that process. Again, it's called the haptic wave. Just Google it. 
Um, unfortunately, it never got past the university sort of experimental phase. Um, oh. So it never it never got made for mass distribution. And, and you know, it wasn't super expensive to make. Um, anyway, uh, those are haptics. Now, I have this amazing Oral-B toothbrush that I paid $200 for. And um, it's an electric toothbrush. And it has haptics. So it it's, they say, the dentists say, that you should brush your teeth for two minutes. Well, so every 30 seconds, this thing vibrates you to let you know it's time to move. So it, you're supposed to brush your teeth in zones, like bottom left, bottom right, upper left, upper right. So you you start brushing your teeth on the bottom left and then the thing vibrates. Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's been 30 seconds now. I can go to the other part. So that's a haptic. So so haptics, okay. haptics are a great way for blind people to interface with things. But again, they're just there's just not a lot of people doing it. And then the last thing, and nobody's talking about this to my best of my knowledge, um, and, and, and I think this is where we should be, is artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So we, we go to, I think, I think the best way to talk about this is something that everybody's familiar with, which is the idea of these driverless cars, or as I used to call it in the 40s, robot cars. Mm -hmm. uh, some of our great science fiction writers have been predicting these robot cars for, you know, since the 40s. Um, also, we're supposed to have jetpacks, and I'm still very upset that we don't. So anyway, um, we you know, artificial I intelligence. So I know I want a jetpack. Um, of <laughs> course, I probably shouldn't fly it, but anyway, that's another that's another problem for another day. But uh, basically, as Carl Pilkington said about moths, if you haven't got mm -hmm. eyes, you shouldn't have wings. And I think that's a pretty good idea. I think I think probably you shouldn't be flying if you can't see where you're going. But anyway, um, we. You know, the, the, the driverless cars use uh. mach machine learning. And so they are programmed with situations like, okay, if this happens, you do this. If this happens, you do that. And if one of the driverless cars that's on the network of cars, uh, and they're connected by the cloud, if one of them encounters a traffic situation that it hasn't been taught what to do with, then uh, when it figures out how to successfully navigate that new situation, all the cars know the same thing, all mm -hmm. right? So they, they automatically all learn from one car. And basically how the machine learning works is that you feed the machines, the, the program, massive amounts of data so that it can start extrapolating solutions to the problem that you set it. So my feeling is that this is, this is where we should be with, with accessible technology for the blind because I feel like we can get machine definitions and machine learning for different tasks and different kinds of features. So for example, we have something called a compressor. A compressor's job is to control the dynamics. So if, and this, you, you need it more with very inexperienced musicians, the, the more experienced musicians, you need a lot less. But if someone's playing and they're playing sort of inconsistently, meaning their volume kind of goes up and down and up and down and down, and not in a controlled or meaningful way, it just happens because they're not, hitting with the with the precision they need, right? So when I hit the drum, and I'm a I'm a I'm a low side adequate drummer, but I'm a great drum programmer. Uh, I'm 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 a frustrated drummer at heart. So um so so when I hit the drum though, every time I hit the drum, I hit it exactly in the same spot at exactly the same velocity. So I have a very consistent tone. I hit the drum the exact same way every single time. And that is really what you're going for in the studio. And so if you have a drummer that can't do that because they're inexperienced or whatever, then I have to go in and fix that because otherwise their volume's going up and down and up and down and up and down. Right. So I have to go and fix that with a compressor. So a compressor is a fairly ubiquitous 
tool mm -hmm. that the audio engineers use. So lots of different company, companies make compressors. There's lots of different flavors. So the problem is we have to, currently we have to have scripting for every single plugin that is there. And mm. we just don't is the thing. Like yeah. there's, there's, there's not many scripts. So what I'm suggesting is that through machine learning and AI, we are able to teach it, hey, there's something on the screen. And by the way, most of these, these processors are all graphical interfaces. They're like knobs that you click with a mouse. So the blind practitioner is totally out of the loop with something like that. So anyway, the point is, I'm gonna finish this up because I know it's getting kind of nerdy, but the point is like, when you look at a compressor, you see a threshold. So if you see a threshold, a ratio, an attack, a release, a knee, when you see those controls, even if the machine's not familiar with it because it looks completely different than the other compressor that it saw, it should be able to say to itself, well, I see a threshold and an attack and a release and a ratio, I must be looking at a compressor. And then the AI is able to transmit that information of, of, of what's on the screen to the blind person. Now, at that point, you have a couple of choices. You can either have the AI tell the blind person where the mouse pointer or cursor is, so the blind person can activate that, or just like I do with Alexa or Siri, you can say, hey, Siri, uh, click or, or, or change the ratio from 2.1 to 4.1, and mm -hmm. you have that kind of access. So that's what that's what we're working on. So that's a that's, long answer no, to I, your question. I, no, I think it's, it's yeah. really great, and I want people to understand this too. Because, you know, when you talk about, you know, electric cars, I mean, not electric cars, um, driverless, driver, cars. driverless cars, Nancy's first thing was, oh, gosh, you know, because there's been no. accidents. But of course, there's going to be because it's, it's you know, it's ne nothing's ever perfect as it starts to develop. And so if people picture when you when you're driving and you're using like Google GPS yeah. and Google says, hey, there's a cop who's going to nail your ass for driving too fast. Yeah. Um, you go, oh all right, slow down. You can see, oh, there he is. Or maybe he's gone. And then Google says, hey, is he still there? And you can go yes or no. Right. So it's kind of like crowdsourcing mm -hmm. against the cops giving you a ticket, which That's I think is That's a beautiful way fantastic. to put it. That's right. Yeah, it, it is crowdsourcing because here's, here's, what, so yeah. here's what most companies say when you talk to them about accessibility. If, if they're assholes, let's be honest, they'll say there's no market. We don't care. All right, let's just assume they don't say that. So they say, okay, Boy, it would be nice if we can make blind people the products, you know, have them give them the same access as their sighted counterparts. That's mm -hmm. morally and ethically the right thing to do. But, um, you know, number one, uh, there's a very small blind market out there. So, how much money are we? But what I mostly hear is, well, we can't afford to pay a full-time staff person to work on accessibility. So my, oh. and, and, and look, I'm a small business owner. I get it. You know, there, there are things that I can't do because it just isn't feasible economically. So mm. my, my solution to that, because I, I like to come to people with solutions, not problems. I think it's a subtle difference, but I think it's an important one. So my solution to that is what if there were a third party company that for $5,000 a year or something like that, they collated all the machine learning, all the machine definitions. They formatted them for the AIs. And you just had to pay yeah. a small yearly fee and share all your updates with them in a timely manner so they could update the AI machine definitions. So now you got that third-party company 
out there doing the work for you and you're not paying someone, you know, $60,000 yeah. a year to, to work on accessibility. Uh, now, that being said, I'm excited to tell you that uh, one of the biggest companies in the music industry, especially for electronic music, is called Ableton. And they're mm -hmm. a German, German based company. And they, uh, November of last year, 2022, hired a full time accessibility uh, staff member who has a doctorate in accessibility. Wow. And cool. which, is, which, which is a really unique degree to have. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how much our listeners are aware, but in the UK, doctoral programs are much more flexible than they are here in the States. Like some, mm -hmm. in some cases, you can kind of like, create your own degree. Um, so, so hers was like accessible technology. Now accessible technology is a broad umbrella. That's everything from tools like musical tools to help people rehab from a stroke to motorized wheelchairs to specific products for the blind. So that's a pretty broad umbrella. But anyway, she's amazing. Her name's Amy. She's just very cool. Um, I had the honor of meeting her when I was in the UK back in November. And I've since interviewed her for a little article that I write. I'm on the uh, I'm on the PR committee uh, for a company called Ramped R A M P D. That's an organization of disabled music professionals that are trying to share uh, the triumphs and the struggles of being a disabled mm -hmm. person in the music industry. So um, anyway, we I, I write I, I write a lot for the newsletter, and I did an interview with her, and, and, and I'm so excited that she has is a truly unique job title. She is the first uh, that, that, that works wow. with accessibility full time. So that's very exciting. So the fact is, if you want to, you can hire someone on staff, but let's right. just say that you, let's say you can't or don't want to, then my solution is come up with a third party that can handle the AI definitions. And, and I'll say one last thing, to Nancy's point, uh, there are a lot of moral and ethical questions surrounding artificial intelligence and in particular driverless cars. And mm. we, but, but there, those things will not be solved without us making it a serious priority and starting the conversation. And, you know, Stephen Hawking, right. which, which Stephen Hawking, who I think probably is one of the smartest people in the universe and yeah. is kind of our generation's Albert Einstein, you know, he was mm. very scared of AI and, and had a think tank uh, set up mm. in the UK and I think in London, but anyway, the UK to discuss, you know, like Skynet, you know, uh, uh, Terminator is coming to kill us all. Um, to discuss those things. Mm. But I think that's a reasonable thing to think about. I, I think, uh, I don't know how many people read Isaac Asimov, but if you haven't, you should. Uh, and uh, Asimov, you know, in coined the term robotics, and he came mm. up with three laws of robotics. And I think those three laws to govern AI uh, make total, total sense when you're, you know, there's another book out right now that's a cautionary tale called The Chaos Machine. And it's about how social media channels uh, mm. you know, use AI to try and mm -hmm. keep you on the platform so they can sell you more commercials. Mm. And um, there were several uh, AIs that had to be pulled out of service because there were AIs starting to build AIs and the, the humans were like, we don't know what they're doing anymore. And so they had yeah. to stop that program. There's also an AI, mm. a chat program on Twitter, oh, yeah. I believe made by Microsoft, uh, that became racist after mm -hmm. after just, uh, yep. a lot of a lot of people that it was tweeting with it basically became a white supremacist and so they had to yep. pull that so anyway there are dangers with this this technology and i don't mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not chicken little the sky is falling but i think it's foolish not to think about the things that possibly could go wrong and what are our safety measures 
So there's well, lots this of is things. The, it's, the, it's the next wave of what uh, you know the universe is about or the earth, planet yeah. earth. Yeah. I mean, at one point we had electricity and there was, oh my God, the house is going to burn down if you put the stove on. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's, and then computers and, you know, and I remember not doing yeah, video nuclear. calls mm -hmm. because um, mm -hmm. there, you know, because people can see you through your camera or whatever. Sure. But it is about learning learning yeah, the parameters it's what we plug it in and i want to go back again too like what i was talking about the gps yeah. and the crowdsourcing but this is what science is about and this is why science gets a bad rap what you're talking about like you know uh ai is creating other ai programs right that's kind of like a virus mutilating and going oh yeah watch this yeah. i'm coming at you from this direction yeah, i'm going to be different right. like the you know the coronavirus is mutated and become all these other names and and whatever right. but Science is never, it's science is a journey. It is not an end destination. I'm Medicine, so grateful to hear you say that. I, I had a, a yeah. I had a, mm. I had an article, I had a, I had a, 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 an argument with someone on Twitter. Uh, I say argument. I did not, I didn't respond. You had an argument with someone, Joey. Joey. I, <laughs> I say argument. I, I didn't respond, but I said, the thing I love about science is that it never settles on anything. In other words, yeah. because well, what we know today is constantly retested. And, yep. when, and if it's found that that's no longer true in light of new information, the old way is discarded and, and, the mess, and, the, and our best understanding at the time becomes what we consider the, the truth. And, and it's, it's the scientific method of what happens if we do this, what happens when we do that. So, and and it's, it's constantly evolving and it's, it's not emotionally or egotistically attached to one viewpoint. If the facts indicate that that viewpoint is no longer valid, then the scientist discards that viewpoint. Mm. So I love that. I think that's a beautiful thing. So this guy was like, I said, the one, I, I, my actual tweet was the one thing I learned about science is it's never so. And this guy mm. basically called me all kinds of names and said, you're crazy, well, science, science is settled. Dude, it Joey's alive no, because of science. Yeah, no, but I, I saved your science, so, yeah. And so I didn't, I don't engage with, with people that are stupid and or crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't say yeah. anything well, back, but I mean, I kind of had this little argument in the sense that, you know, I had someone vehemently disagreeing with my viewpoint, but I don't, I don't engage. So I just ignored it and, and, it, and it, it, you know, it ended, but, but, but I think that's so true. But, you know, the thing that we have to remember about science is we need to ask two, sometimes we ask one question when we should be asking two. Sometimes mm -hmm. we ask, can we? And the other part of that is, should we? Mm -hmm. So we do, and you, you look at, you know, if you look at the atomic age and, you know, uh, uh, Heisenberg, and, you know, all, all these guys, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it, the, uh, nuclear energy has an amazing potential to revolutionize our, our society for the better. Uh, but of course it can be like anything else, it can be abused and twisted. And so yep. that's why I say with AI, yes, we should have stopgap measures. We should have defense policies. We should have, you know, limitations of the technology to try and prevent it from being abused or or or, or twisted. But you know, progress never happens without growing pain. And, and, and so that's that's the you just got to okay. minimize the pain. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, well, here's the thing. You know, science is a study. Yes. It isn't a. It's not a. a, a static thing it's right. meant as any other study is to change and improve the thing is who's in control right okay 
and people are fallible as we know Ooh. and so control is a scary word and a scary thing yeah but it's well, true so oh. if some if one in you know somebody introduces an invention and it works and then someone goes oh it'd work better if you did this right and they work it out and then it gets better that's fine you know and and it's going to keep changing and i think there's a it depends on your your mental attitude about change yeah like some are you mental? Change. change is never easy and yeah, changes, well, some changes are easy, some they're, that's rare, but most of them are a little, oh man, I got to change again. Well, see, you but know? this is and Nancy's, Nancy hates it when people say that you cannot reinvent the wheel. Nancy goes ballistic if you say that to her, you know. <laughs> well, because you can, because you sometimes can, right? I, at some I take your point. I, yeah, at some point, we're not going to need wheels. That's right. We'll, we'll have, we'll have a repulsive wheel. And the world so, is round, people. It is not flat. Yes, yeah, it, really, it, it is yeah. round. I that you know, and I, I'm not going to get off of the soapbox. I'm just going to suffice it to say I am staggered that in 2023 there are people telling me the Earth is flat. I am just that blown with, with my ice walls, mind. with ice frigging walls. Like what's funny? It's what? so funny, but then you what? know I should kind of feel sorry for them. Uh, because I wonder, no, how how they came to be that way. I don't know because well, people want to tag onto but, something that that it, it's a gut they can control, right? But guys, we got to get running here. We're, we're oh, like we're doing oh, good on time, oh. ha ha. Um, but you know, this is we're gonna close uh, this interview segment uh, with Joey song one song at a time, and this is Joey Stuckey and the Shadow Bandits. It's such a good name. Um, I love that. Um, but Joey, you want to set everybody up on this one song at a time? And, and I hear you've got a new album coming out soon, right? Yes, it, it's coming. Cool. We've got we've got several little uh, balls in the air. So I'm not exactly sure when it's going to come out, but I would say summer-ish. Um, but yeah, this song, so the reason is, the reason, um, I won't give you a, a branding lecture now, but the reason this was called The Shadow Bandits is because I co-wrote it with a dear friend of mine from the UK. So I thought, well, it'd be good to separate this as a new project because it's not just a Joey Stuckey project. It's, it's Joey Stuckey and Charlie Hoskins. And, and, mm. uh, and then he, originally I was just, I was, originally was just going to call us the Shadow Bandits. And he, um, but he said to me, he said, no, uh, I, I want your name to be on it. I want you to take, I want you to take the, the lead on this. And, you know, I'll, I'll be your co-writing partner and I'll play on it. But, you know, um, this is this these, this is your material for you to release and do whatever you want to with it. So I want your name on it. So and now because of the way things work, I also have albums under the Joey Stuckey Trio and this kind of stuff. Now I've gone back to not separating my side projects and just putting everything under my name because I've had an issue with people being able to find it, um, mm. depending on what platform they're using for mm. their their streaming. So anyway, uh, but this song is about. Uh, so Charlie and I wrote. He would typically come up with uh, a, a groove and some chords, uh, guitar chords. And then he'd send it to me and mm. I'd write the vocals, I'd write the melody and the lyrics. And then we'd mm. both play multiple instruments. So this is just two guys playing all this music. Um, I love it. And so the song is about something I told my wife. And, and, and uh, I told her, I said, you know, when I think about my goals in life and I think about what I want, to do and like what is my overarching intention um 
I want to leave the world a little better than I found it. And I'm content to do that one person and one song at a time. And so oh, that nice. is what, that's what the song's about. It's about, and, and in particular, it's about loving people, taking them on a journey with you, learning from them, growing from them, and then giving that gift of growth and education back to them. So it, it's, you know, it's a loop, it's a cycle. And, you know, you, mm-hmm. and the best relationships are, are the ones that you give each other love and support and education and new experiences and new ideas. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this song's all about. Like, you know, just, just sharing the best of, of you um, with others. And, and from that, from that trade, um, getting, getting the best of that other person back and then, and both of you changing the world, you know, you, the people you interact with changing the world for the better. Um, so anyway, that's, that's the short, <laughs> if you don't want to hear the long. <laughs> hey, that's, I, no, love right? I love it. So um, th- those yeah. listening on YouTube and Spotify um, on our big daily blend show, you get to hear the full song. Um, but I encourage you to go to joeystuckey.com. And from there, you mm-hmm. can click through to all the places you can listen. And how about buying the albums themselves? Um, just saying. Uh, so go check that out. And we want to thank Joey. And uh, here it is. One song at a time. Thank you all for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. Keep up with us at bigblendradio.com.